And it's time now to again turn to God's word. So turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. <clears throat> verses 3 and 4. 3 and 4 would be our focus here this morning. Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 3 and 4. We'll be looking at the idea of re responding to hardship. How should we respond? Uh, what should be what should we consider when we respond to hardship or opposition that comes against us from the world surrounding us? Hebrews chapter 12 verses three and four would be our focus. Just for context, I'll read uh, starting at the beginning of chapter 12 verse one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary are faint-hearted in your struggle against sin you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood this is god's word we've been talking about the christian life as a as a race and races aren't easy if you run them right the race of the Christian life is not easy neither. It's not an easy race to run. In this fallen world that we live in, uh, we find ourselves at times tried and tested to our limits. Often we suffer many things and often we suffer due to no fault of our own. There are many obstacles, hindrances, discourages. Uh, there, there are many things that can sap our strength, uh, that can reduce our determination and cloud our joy. Uh, when uh, we live our lives in front of a, a world that is filled with sinners, and, and it is in the times where not just when we deal with our perhaps personal uh, ailments and suffering, but it's, it's when, when suffering comes outside of us, when suffering comes from other people, people that we work with, uh, people that, uh, that perhaps even in our family, perhaps even our spouse or our loved ones, who are not saved and they turn their backs against us 
and, and they oppose us and, and, and challenge and, and, and ridicule our faith and our stand for Jesus Christ. It, it is those things that are added upon what we uh, are struggling with in the, in the Christian life that tempts us to give up. Uh, it, 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 can, it, it can tempt us to, to turn away from the truth about Christ, about God, turn away from the truth to ourselves, to feel sorry for ourselves, to, to, to see ourselves as victims. Perhaps this is true of you today. Perhaps you are discouraged or you are wary or, or you are anxious because you have turned your focus away from Christ. Uh, this, perhaps you walked with Christ and perhaps you heard the gospel and re responded to the gospel. You've been walking with the Lord for a long time. And yet your life situation has caused you to lose hope. But the writer Hebrews gives us the cure. The cure for spiritual weariness, the cure for losing hearts, the cure for discouragement, the cure for anxiety of, 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 of living in a fallen world. The, the, the writer of Hebrews gives us the cure and his cure and the, 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 the cure of scripture is this. Consider Jesus. Consider Jesus. Look to him. Fix your eyes upon him continually, always, at all times, and in all things. Consider him. I'll be reading from the Hebrew, uh, the uh, NASB version of the Bible this morning in regards to this these two verses. So if you're used to me reading from the ESV, I'll be reading from the NASB this morning. Uh, just these two verses. And we'll see in Hebrews 12 and 3, for consider him, this is the cure, for consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And we'll begin with consider Jesus. Look at the beginning of verse 3. The writer of Hebrews says, for consider him. For connects this with what the writer has already said in verses 1 and 2. We've seen and already studied that, that we are, are surrounded by a, a great cloud of witnesses who, who's, who testifies to the, the fact that the, the Christian life the Christian race can be ran with endurance. We can run the Christian race and, and complete the Christian race until the end. The testimony of the saints that are found throughout the scripture, they encourage us. They give us the necessary motivation that we need to run the Christian race. We've already seen that. And, and, and in running the race, we have to lay aside every every hindrance, everything that hinders us from running the Christian race, the hindrance 
is not necessarily something that is, that is evil, but a hindrance could be something that you allow that, that you allow. It's, it, it could be a good thing that you allow to keep you from running the Christian race, to keep you from praying, to keep you from Bible study, to keep you from worship. A hindrance. We're to lay that aside. We've already, we've already seen that. And he says, sin which clings so closely. We've seen that. And he says, and let us run with endurance. This is what we need. We need endurance. And if we're going to run with endurance, we need to lay aside sin and hindrance. And four points us back. It connects what is about to be said with these facts of truth. The writer of Hebrews, now he 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 points to Christ uh, again. He he says, "For consider him, consider who Jesus, who endured the cross. Consider, consider means to consider attentively. It's to it's to to think about carefully. Uh, it, it has the idea of calculating." of weighing and, and comparing. And, and, and what the writer is, is saying when he says, for consider him, for consider Jesus, what he is saying is that we're to, to, to take the scripture and, and to look at Jesus from all angles. We're, 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 to, we're, to, we're to look at him and to, to, uh, to, 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 to look at him and consider him and, and do it with, with, with all of our mind. Do it intently and, 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 to, and examine Jesus Christ, examine his life, examine his suffering. And he wants, to, the, the, he wants them to, the, the, the readers, and he wants us to, to, to closely and intently look at Jesus, particularly his suffering. And, and how do we do this? We, we, we do it. When we read the scripture, we, we, we must, you must, what the writer is saying is that you must be a student of the scripture concerning Christ. You must read the scripture to see Christ on all the pages. Consider him, read carefully, calculate, and, 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 and look carefully at, at what the scripture teaches us about him and his suffering. And, and 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 this is this 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 is this is what we're we're to do. We're to we're to look upon Christ while we're to look upon Christ because He is the the model of, of perseverance. He He's the model as we struggle in the Christian life. Jesus Christ is our model because He endured and He lived a life that was 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 completed. Uh, in in complete in its obedience to God the Father, Jesus said this about his life that that in John ten and fifteen he says, "I lay down my life for the sheep." He 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 gave his 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 life for you and I. We should. That's the least thing we should do is consider Jesus. The, the, the least thing we should do is to, to set our focus upon Jesus, even in the midst of our struggles. Consider him. Consider Christ and consider how God 
according to what we read in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, God did not just, uh, uh, spare his, his own son, but gave him to us all. If, if, God to, if God gave Christ to us and, and gave him up for us all, shouldn't we consider him? Shouldn't we consider him? Consider that God who, who loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for your sins. And, 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 and in him, he will give you the grace and strength you need to, to bear up under every trial, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, pearl, and sword. Consider Jesus is necessary. And, and, and why should these believers and why should we ourselves consider Jesus? Well, there's a parallel between Jesus's suffering and the Hebrew Christian suffering. Jesus suffered and endured at the, the hand of wicked men. And these Hebrew Christians, they themselves are also dealing with opposition from sinful men. Turn back to he, uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. <clears throat> these believers are starting to to suffer at the hands of, of, of nine christians and, and 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 so what the the writer is doing he's he's orienting their focus upon christ and said see his suffering this notice what they were suffering hebrews chapter 10 verse 32 says but recall the former days when you uh, when after you were enlightened you endured a hard struggle with suffering, sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. And they, they, they're suffering. They're, they're dealing with a, a hard struggle. They, they, they have been exposed to reproach, and Christ himself was was exposed to reproach for us. And the writer is saying, I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through is hard, but see Christ. See him. Don't wallow in sorrow for what you're going through. Consider Christ. Consider him. Consider that he always endured. Look, at, look again at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. For uh, consider him, for consider him who endured. Jesus is described as one who endured. The, the, the word endured here means to, it means to abide or Remain under. And, 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 and the idea is that that all that God had ordained for Jesus Christ to experience uh, in regards to suffering, in regards to opposition, all that Jesus required uh, had to endure in order to uh, absorb the wrath of God, all that Jesus had 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 
uh, been ordained to to go through, he remained under. He didn't wiggle his way out from under. He abided under. He remained under. He 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 didn't give up. (laughs) He 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 didn't fall away. Uh, He didn't despair or, or he didn't get discouraged from obeying the will of the father. Jesus said it like this in John 4 and 34. He says, my food is to to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. This was Jesus focus. This was his orientation in life, regardless of the difficulties and suffering and persecutions and opposition that he faced. His one desire was to do the will of the Father who sent him. He endured. He he endured. He was resolute. He was steadfast in the face of opposition. So consider that he always endured. And also consider that he endured hostility from sinners. Notice that that Jesus endured, notice what the writer says, such hostility by sinners against himself. Jesus, for no reason, was hated. He was opposed by the religious leaders. He was forsaken by his disciples. His own family. He was falsely accused. He was tried illegally. He was insulted, mocked, beaten, punched, slapped, misunderstood, ridiculed had a crown of thorns put on his head, whipped. We're talking about hostility. None of us will face that kind of hostility. Even the great apostle Paul and the hostility that he experienced does not compare or measure with the hostility that Christ experienced. And can I tell you the truth? Nothing that you face in your little life, nothing that you're going through right now can can compare or measure to what Christ endured. And we know that ultimately Christ was pierced and, and he was... He was nailed to the cross by people who hated him. And can I tell you another truth? All that Jesus endured, it wasn't just that evil men in Jesus' time that was the, was the, the catalyst 
even our even we ourselves, our sin was the catalyst that caught that that is our sin is the reason Jesus had to endure all of this hostility. This is why we're to consider him. We're to consider him because it, it, it is in him that we see evil. There, there is no problem with the, with evil when we see Jesus Christ and we understand that he endured for the sins of man. And, and, and Jesus suffering was 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 prophesied to us in in, in the Bible. We read in in, in Isaiah in Isaiah chapter three, Isaiah gives us he gives us the the uh, the, uh, the 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 prophecy concerning Christ and and the fact that b- before he came, uh, we we uh, the the readers the the Old Testament believers and and the Jews they understood that Christ would be the suffering servant. He would come and 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 suffer. In Isaiah chapter fifty three. It says in verse three, he was despised and rejected by all men. A man of sorrows and and acquainted with grief. Are you experiencing sorrows? Are you dealing with grief? Jesus, he he knows he was despised and. He, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as one from whom men hid their faces and was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and his wound and and with his wounds we are healed. And Isaiah says something interesting here. He says all we like sheep have gone astray. Yeah, yeah, beloved, it was it was you and me. It, it was us. It was because of our sins, because we have gone. We at one time we had gone astray. We had turned uh, everyone to his own way. And because of this, the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was opposed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that uh, that before his shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He didn't complain. Evil men, sin, suffering unjustly for sin, dealing with sorrow and grief. And he didn't open his mouth. He didn't complain. He didn't gripe. He didn't grumble. We we need to see Christ as he really is. 
many today just focus upon Jesus and the fact that and they, they make this, you know, they Jesus is love and, and they really don't define what it is that 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 about what they don't define what they mean by love or anything like that. Jesus is he just makes you feel good. They, 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 they bring Jesus and, and they make him so small. They, they, they make him so small that there, there is, there is no connection with the Jesus that many have today. That, that there is no connection with the Old Testament. There, there is no connection with, 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 with the truth of that, that we find in concerning Jesus in the gospels and the epistles. They just this shrink. Just you got to have Jesus. What does that mean? We got to see Jesus in all his all the all the beauty to include his suffering. John MacArthur said this, quote, the truest and purest perspective of the person and work of Christ is found in viewing him as the suffering Jesus. He adds the focal point. For every Christian must be on the suffering Christ, end quote. Is that what you think about when you think about Jesus? His suffering? Or do you think about only the blessings that you have in him? Christ suffered. And we need to remember that and keep that in our focus. He suffered from the hands of evil men. He suffered for you, beloved. And 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 and, and the writer saying he endured, even though Jesus was acted against with hostility. He he endured. The the the, the worst. <laughs> he he endured the the worst that evil men can do to a person. For you. So consider him. Think upon him. Focus upon him. Fix your mind upon him. And you won't grow weary. You won't. The writer says you would not grow weary and lose heart. Look, looking at Jesus and his suffering. Look at the end of, of verse three. What, what the writer says. He says, so that this, this is the reason. Why, why are we to consider Jesus and and the the suffering and the opposition that he that he experienced. This this is this this is the per this is the reason, so that you will not grow weary. The implication is, you will grow weary if you don't consider Jesus. You will get discouraged if you don't fix. The eyes of your faith upon him who is unseen. He says, so that you would not grow weary. To grow weary means to, to fall ill or, or sick or, or just to be worn out. Living the Christian life, if the writer is saying that living the Christian life can wear you out. Running the Christian race can wear you out. If you don't look to Jesus Christ, when you get worn out, pick yourself. And this, he'll talk about that later on in, in, in chapter 12. 
lift up your knees. You you feed those who who are weak. And there, there comes a time even when you're you're struggling. The the, the writer says he says that that even before you even get into a, a place of of growing weary, focus upon consider Christ. Keep your keep Jesus in your focus, and, and you will find strength to run the Christian race. And then this is not foreign to Scripture. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 promises this. Those who hope in the Lord, you know it. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This, 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 is, this is the blessing. This is the promise is that we fix our focus upon Christ as believers. We'll find we will be strengthened. This and, and again, and I should say this is only for believers. It, it is only believers who will find strength in Christ. Paul found such strength. He, he saw Christ as the, the source of, of his strength that, that kept him from, from growing weary. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, he concludes this in regards to contentment. He says, I can do all things in his own strength. No, through him, through Jesus Christ. He says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul learned to rely upon Christ who who gave him strength to persevere in any situation. So consider Christ, too, so that you can find strength so that you would not grow weary, beloved. Consider him. See his cross afresh and anew. And again, when you look away from Jesus, you, you'll become weary. You'll be discouraged. You'll faint in your mind. Just like a runner. When I was watching uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, races on, uh, I think it was NBC yesterday. And there was a guy who they thought was going to win the race. <laughs> you know, they, they, had, they say, oh, yeah, he'll, he, he's going to do great. And the, the, the gun was fired and the runners took off. And he was last. He was last. And they couldn't believe. They, they couldn't believe that, oh, man, we thought he was going to finish up near the front. He was last. This, this is what happened when, when you grow weary. You, 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 you go through pain and difficulty of the Christian life. You can get discouraged and, 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 and you take your focus off Christ and you just want to give up. You just want to take the baton and, and, and throw it down. The writer said, no. Consider him. Consider Jesus. Con- consider, fix, fix, fix your eyes. And the focus of your faith upon him, despite how tired you may be, how exhausted you may be. Whatever you're going through, the difficulty, the challenge, whatever it is, 
Don't allow it to keep you from running the race. Fix your eyes upon Christ and you will find the necessary strength you need. Jesus says this in John 15 and 5. This is why we should fix our eyes upon Christ. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You get up in the morning and you go to work and you don't consider Jesus. In some part of the day, you're going to grow weary. You get up in the morning and you care for your family. If you don't consider Jesus, at some part of the day, you're going to grow weary. You're going to want to give up. And, and, and those times of difficulty, we cannot predict when they're going to come. The writer said, consider, continually consider Jesus so that you would not grow weary. And he adds, and lose heart. This is a reference to spiritual barrenness and a spiritual. There's a spiritual withering away, losing heart, just withering away spiritually. One, one, one writer noted this. He says, quote, some experience a gradual breakdown of stamina. Little by little, they lose strength until they drop out, end quote. Jesus uh, said of uh, uh, his disciples uh, in Luke chapter 8, verse 1, Jesus speaking to them about their, their attitude and, and posture uh, as they uh, face his his upcoming suffering and cross and and especially their suffering uh, later on after Christ would leave Jesus says to them in Luke chapter 18 verse 1 he says uh, he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart In Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's running his race. And he wants the disciples to to join with him in prayer. And they lost heart. And Jesus tells them in Matthew 26 and 41, keep watching and praying that you may not enter in temptation into temptation. He says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You, you can begin to wither away spiritually and not do the things that you should be doing for the sake of Christ and the kingdom when you let sin turn you away from Jesus Christ. When you stop considering him, when you turn away from him, you will begin to wither spiritually. It could be slow. You can, the writer of Hebrews has already said that, that these believers were drifting away and the drift can happen slowly. And it can go by almost unnoticed. As the, as the wind began, as the wind of, of circumstances blow, again, you can stop attending church. 
Stop attending Bible study. Stop praying. Stop encouraging others. Stop focusing, uh, uh, doing an intense focus in, in studying the scripture. You can begin to weather away if you don't fix your eyes upon Jesus Christ. And Paul himself had every reason to lose heart in ministry. He was facing criticism, affliction, difficulties, but he didn't lose uh, heart and ministry. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, he says, therefore, having this heart, uh, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. That's what he said. He said, we do not lose heart. Is that your testimony? If someone asks you in regards to Christ and the, and, and, and the, the church's work for the kingdom of God, can, can you, if you stood before Christ, can you say to him, uh, say to him, I have not lost heart in your work that you have called me and the church to do? Paul didn't lose heart. He said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, he says again, so we do not lose heart. Though, though our outer self is wasting away, he's going through all kinds of suffering and affliction. He's suffering in his body. Perhaps even uh, he's, he's uh, suffering uh, 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 in a sense where 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 he's uh, he's being challenged uh, with 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 different kind of ailments in his body. He says, he says, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Again, we must consider Christ and consider him continually and consider him day by day so that we can find strength. Paul said, goes on, he says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. He says, verse 18, as we look not upon the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You and I, beloved, must, must by, we, we, but we, we must, by the power of the Holy Spirit, maintain a Christ-centered, eternal perspective. Have you lost heart? Now, this is a question you have to ask because you're in the race. And you will have to give it uh, an account one day. Are you running the race with all your might or have you grown weary? Have you lost heart? I want to encourage you. God says to you. My grace is sufficient for you. Have you lost heart? God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect 
in weakness. Do you feel weak? God, God, understand. God has already put, he's already uh, understood that, that, that there are going to be times when you will grow weary. And he says to you, my grace is sufficient. God is a God of grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what should we do? We need to think properly about our trials in light of Jesus Christ. Look at verse four. Right. It says you have not resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving. Against sin, even though these Hebrews had suffered, even though they had uh, had their property plundered, even though they endured various persecutions, slanders, and imprisonments, perhaps they had not reached the point, the writer says, of shedding blood. Christ did. But they have not reached the point of shedding blood. They have not been martyred yet. Christ has shed his blood on the cross. And, and, the, and, 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 and the, 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 the writer of Hebrews is saying, your suffering has not been so great in comparison to what Jesus Christ has. He's saying there's more that you can go through. <laughs> you feel weary, you lost heart, right? Saying, consider Jesus, because there's more that you can go through. Because you hasn't, you have not suffered to the point to which Christ has suffered. Consider Jesus. And 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 and, and if we what the writer is saying is, is, is something that is significant because it can transform your perspective on suffering. It can transform the way you see your suffering whatever suffering, whatever you're dealing with, whether it's in the family, it's at work, it's in school, it's personal, whatever, whatever the difficulty, whatever it is, no matter wherever it is, no matter, no matter what it is, seeing Christ, considering Christ and his suffering can transform the way you think about suffering. Is what the writer is saying here. If you think rightly that you have have not suffered like Christ, you won't see yourself as a victim. And we got enough of that going around today. Victims. Victims of their circumstances. Victims. All the blame is being put on everything, on everything except where it, it needs to be put upon the human heart. And the only thing that can transform the thinking from victim to victor is considering Christ and his cross. 
Jesus overcame this fallen world and evil men. Let him, consider him and let his life help you navigate the suffering and hostility that you may be experiencing or will one day experience. Consider him and, 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 and look to him and embrace the fact that he suffered so that you can find strength. Paul, Paul, Paul says something about suffering. We're talking about transforming the way you think about suffering. Listen to Paul and the way that you, you, we know that Paul said that his, he said for, for him to live was Christ and to die is gain. And, and he, the, he, he wanted to, to know Christ and, and that his life was all about, about, uh, Christ and faith in him. Listen to what he said. Listen to how, how knowing Christ and his suffering and his resurrection transformed the apostle Paul thinking on suffering. Listen to what he says in Philippians chapter three, verse 10. He says this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Again, think about considering Jesus. He says that I may know him intimately. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to his death. That's the way Paul saw his life. He, he saw his life in light of Christ. He lived his life in, a way, in, in such a way that he saw it as being conformed to the way, to, to, to the death of Christ who suffered opposition and ridicule. Paul saw that his life, he wanted his life to, 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 to mirror the suffering of Jesus Christ. And again, that Paul is looking at this with no limitations. As I said earlier, there's more that you can experience in suffering. If Jesus Christ endured to the measure he endured, there's more that you can do. And Paul said, I want to be, I want to get, it doesn't matter what happens in between life and death. All I want to do is just be conformed to, to him and to his death, regardless of what is taking place in the middle. That's, it's a, that's, that is a, a marvelous statement in regards to one's perspective on sin. I mean, upon our suffering. Nothing was, was more important to the, the Apostle Paul than, than his intimate union with Christ. And because nothing was more important to him, he, he wanted, he, this is what he, he wanted to be empowered and made strong by, by Christ and his resurrection in his daily life. You transform thinking concerning suffering. He he embraced it. Bring it, you know, whatever comes, I'm going to endure. And so the writer says, you have not resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. There's a, 
uh, there, there was an ongoing wrestle, wrestling with the opposing force of sin. These believers are 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 uh, wrestling against sin. They're 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 in opposition of sin. Sin in its many forms were were coming against them, and and they were to struggle. They were to oppose and to to exert effort against sin. Because this is the reality of a believer. If you're resisting and struggling against sin, then this is evidence that you are alive. There's evidence that new life is within you. And notice that the, the, the Hebrew writer doesn't say in your struggle against those who are opposing and persecuting you. Do you see that? He's not, he, does, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say in, in that, that your struggle is against those who are coming against you, those who are treating you wrong, those who are abusing you. That's not your struggle, he's saying. Your striving is against sin. Richard Phillips noted this. He observed, uh, quote, notice that their struggle is against sin, not against the Roman persecutors or the Jewish community that was afflicting them, end quote. The greatest hindrance in our Christian life is your temptation and my temptation to yield to sin. It's the greatest hindrance to our perseverance. The, it's, it's not the difficulties, the challenges. It's, it's the fact that at any moment we can give in to the temptation to give up and complain and gripe and not do the things that we know that God has called us to do. And so you must oppose sin no matter the cost. Remember what the writer said in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He said that we're to lay aside sin, with so, uh, sin which clings so closely. Your body is the vehicle of sin. And this is why Paul cried out in Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Wretched man that I am, striving against sin. Who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is the antidote. That's the cure. That is the that, that this is the 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 this is where we find strength is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So as I close, having the right perspective with your focus on Jesus, you can meet your struggles not only with endurance, but with true joy. So I want to ask the question. 
How are you responding to your difficulties, to your hardships that are that are a part of God's providence in your life? Just as Jesus the, uh, and, and God ordained that he would suffer and, 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 and go to the cross. All that you are suffering has been ordained by God's hand. How are you facing those difficulties? Are you Christ-centered? Or do you focus on how hard it is for you? We must learn to gaze upon Jesus Christ. And, 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 and this is not automatic. We, we, this is why we had to be exhorted to do this. It's not automatic. It's not something that you do naturally. We, we, we must be exhorted to do this. And then we need to rely upon the Holy Spirit to enable us to consider Christ. Because none of us have endured the tremendous pain and suffering as Jesus did. And because of this, we, can, we, we should be able to endure our trials patiently and joyfully. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we pray that you would grant us a kingdom perspective, a, a Christ-centered, kingdom-focused perspective as we live the Christian life. Uh, we all encounter difficulties in, uh, difficulties and, and challenges running the Christian race. And Father, you have commanded us to consider Christ, to fix our focus upon him so that we may find strength. And we need your help in doing this because the in reality, our flesh doesn't want to focus upon Christ. We want to be in control. We, we, we want to, and, and if the truth be told, we like complaining. We like grumbling. It's something about that that is appealing to us. And little do we know that that is causing us to grow weary and to lose heart in the Christian life. So help us to focus upon Christ and keep our focus fixed upon him. In Christ's name I pray, amen.